the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. God created us for His pleasure, including the expression of righteous anger regarding the things that are displeasing to Him. The rampant expression of anger across the globe breaks the heart of God, and we add to His displeasure when we do not stand against it. As soldiers in God's army, we must stand up for Him. Listen closely as Pastor Rander inspires us to do so. Have your Bible, pen, and paper handy, as you will want to take notes. John 15, 5 says, apart from me, you can do nothing. So you need to cry out for God. Because if you're lost and don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you can't fix your condition apart from Christ. You need to cry for the mercy of God. You need to see yourself as a sinner, a wretch, undone, and cry out for his salvation and his mercy. And, you're, and you can't be so bad off that the grace of God can't meet you at your point of need and save you where you are. There is sufficiency in the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Believing in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And crying out saying, Lord, save me. Salvation is turning from sin and selfishness. It is turning from that to, to Christ. Luke 13, 3 says, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Repent, the Greek word is metanoia. It is turning from sinfulness and selfishness and turning to the Lord Jesus Christ, who is your only hope, who is the only way, who is the only life, and he's the only one that can heal and restore and transform Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. If you don't repent and let God uh, take control of that anger, you will allow it to destroy you. And a lot of folk are in an early grave simply because they left anger unchecked. Number two, steps to healing your anger. Try to understand why you are angry. Just why am I angry? Ask yourself tough questions. Can you isolate the cause? Be on the alert for your whimsical, nonchalant excuses, such as anger runs in my family. So what? It's time for you to get over it. It's time for you to be healed. That's why Jesus died, so that that cycle won't continue. Uh, I, I don't mean anything by it. If you slapped me, you sure did. Hey, you sure did. You, oh, you meant exactly what you did. That's right. Uh, 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 or that's just the way I am. No, God came to deliver you from where you are to where you need to be. You see, my friend, excuses will not change your condition. What is needed is an internal transformation to the glory of almighty God. Why don't you say amen? amen. Number three. If steps to healing your anger, uh, earnestly pray for deliverance from a spirit of anger. 
honestly assess your expressions of anger. If, for example, you explode first and talk later, probe the avenues of expression of appropriate expressions. Probe the avenues of appropriate expressions. Look for ways to deal with each hurt as it arises before pent up problems become an eruption of frustrations. Uh, Proverbs 15 one says a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Number four, determine whether your anger is the kind that rises too quickly. If so, when you start to feel anger, angry, here's what you do. You need to catch yourself. You say, how do you catch yourself, pastor? Number one, seek the Lord's guidance through prayer. If you feel yourself getting out of control, stop where you are. Settle yourself down. Cool down and separate yourself temporarily from the conflict or provoking situation. Giving your emotion time to settle down will cause you to begin to think clearly. That's why Satan wants you wired up. That's why Satan wants you angry. That's why he wants you raging. He knows when you are out of control, he can exploit you and and you will do the thing you thought you would never do because you have lost your ability or capacity to think because your emotions have taken control over you. And my friends, you can never trust your emotions, but you can trust God. You can trust the power of the Holy Spirit. And as you walk in the fullness of the, of the spirit, the control of the Holy Spirit, he will keep your emotions in check. He will do that. He will help you to think objectively. And most of all, when you are calm, you can hear God as opposed to being all bent out of shape and all upset and angry and to the point that you can't hear the voice of God. Satan loves it when you are in the state of mind, when you cannot hear God in those critical situations. And then what you need to do is focus on the strengths and the positive qualities of the person who frustrates you instead of always looking at his or her deficiencies. Husbands and wives have deficiencies. If we look at them long enough, we just stay mad at them. But there are qualities. Amen. There are qualities uh, that we need to commend and and stop looking at the nitpicky stuff and start looking at what they're becoming uh, when you focus on the better qualities of the person. Uh, so, so don't let yourself go and lose control of yourself. You know why? Because Proverbs twenty nine eleven says, a fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man hold them back. You know, you just let yourself go, go off at a moment's note, go on a raging tear. I mean, listen, you're the biggest fool on this side of the Mississippi and you and you make a fool out of yourself. And, uh, and it can be quite embarrassing. You know, when you're under control of the spirit, uh, a wise person will hold back his feelings and not uh, allow himself to lose control. Uh, number five, ask God to give you wisdom to deal with issues without exploding. You say, I don't have no issues in my house. Now stop lying. You do. All of us have issues. There's no house that's issue free. As long as you have a, the unre, you're living in the unredeemed flesh, there will be issues, right? In case you think you don't have any, let me just remind you of a few issues. Uh, 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 why are the dishes still in the sink? 
house cleaning, leaving empty containers in the refrigerator. Who left to twist towel off the bread? Not cleaning the table after eating. Not wiping the counter after a spill. Where is the remote? Uh, my cowboys are on. Huh? Woo! Barring and not returning. Barring without permission. Squeezing the toothpaste from the middle. Uh, uh, why is there one sheet of toilet paper left on the road? Now that's pretty tough. You t- don't tell me that won't irritate you. Now, won't y'all say amen? So now we got, now don't we have issues? Amen. And that's just a little summarization of the big picture. Oh God help me. Proverbs seventeen fourteen says, the beginning of strife is like releasing water. Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. You see, strife, quarrel, and contention can be avoided if we would only learn to seek God's wisdom and hear his voice. Number six, uh, keep a very close check on your tongue. That's how you deal with anger. Keep, keep your tongue in check. Psalms 141.3 says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Man, a guard. Keep watch over the doors of my lips. If the Lord doesn't set a guard over my mouth, say my mouth. A loose tongue will stir up anger and shipwreck relationships. Beloved, I want you to hear me well. Look at this old bald-headed black preacher. Some things are better left unsaid. I mean, just uh, uh, some things are better left unsaid. You know, only a fool say everything he knows. That's right. You have to will. You have to have the wisdom when you're talking to your children, or talking to your wife, or your husband, or spouse. You can have a. You can get uh, go to University of Texas and and get a wonderful job, and, and and then you lose the job because you can't control your mouth. You say everything you say. Have you ever spoken words that you wish you can get back to this day? And have you? Ever, I know I've done that. I, I raise both hands. You know, you raise your hand. I know you mean you said it right. All that I've, I put both of my hand and my feet up. I've said, man, to this day, I wish to God I can get some of those words back. I said, Draper, why didn't you just keep your big mouth shut? You know, you can save yourself a lot of trouble if you just learn that you don't have to answer everything. Just be quiet. If there's a sense of having a holy hush, a a holy aura about you, you know, that brings calmness and serenity and tranquility to the glory of God. When we just know when to speak and when we speak, we speak in wisdom, in love, and then just have a quiet, meek spirit about ourselves to the glory of almighty God. Number seven, there are times when your anger or criticism is legitimate. Plan how you will express it using time and tact 
and show a desire to help the other person instead of tearing him or her down. It was Thomas Kippus who said, and I quote, when anger enters the mind, wisdom departs. Did you get that? That's, that's huge. When anger enters the mind, wisdom departs, says Thomas Kempis. So learn to speak the truth in love and not let anger linger in your mind because you lose wisdom from God because of your high out of control emotions. Number eight, avoid having to face difficult and tense situations when you are physically and emotionally drained. Man, that man come in the house and the, and the wife didn't work and he come in and she's jumping all over him. He haven't taken his shoes and socks off. You forgot to take the garbage out. The garbage man didn't come and the, the garbage is sticking up the place. Man, you read, listen, that's when things happen. And all out of control. You let the man drink some Kool-Aid, please. <laughs> Come on, give him a break, huh? Let him have some time. Let him have a space. Let him be able to take a few deep breaths. <laughs> you know, maybe that issue needs to be dealt with, but not when he's tired and dragging in. And you don't know what kind of day he's had at the office. Or perhaps that husband is off. And that wife went to work and uh, she comes home and he says, what are we going to eat? Wait a minute now. What, that, what you mean? You at home, you off. Why couldn't you cook? You mean tell me you can't boil water? You can't go to Wendy's or Whataburger? You couldn't, you couldn't even get a frozen food? And you at home all day? What's wrong with your hand? You know how to drive. How come you couldn't bring home some Popeye's chicken? You see, timing is everything. If you're tired and you're edgy and you're frustrated and you're emotionally drained, that is not the time to deal with issues. You need to let God give you those God moments where you can talk in peace and wisdom and love and in the power of the Holy Ghost. Number nine, spend time praying, spend time praying for the difficulty that you have with your feelings. Openly admit your situation to God. Ask for his help. Understand and memorize scriptures that refer to anger and how you should behave toward others. Put this into practice. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 14 and 15 is a great verse. Pursue peace with all people. And that ought to start with your house. That ought to start with your siblings. It really ought to start with, you know, start there. Uh, 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 and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Verse 15, looking diligently, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. And by this, many become defiled. An angry spirit will defile and stink up the whole place and even the Lord's church. Folk raise hell in the house of God because of unresolved anger in their house and destroy the worship. Destroy the worship in the house of God. Number 10, unless you're willing to let go of prolonged anger, you will not be able to loosen up 
relax, and laugh again. And the fact of the matter is, some of y'all are so serious until you've forgotten how to laugh. Husband and wife, when is the last time something made you so tickled until you just cried? And you just, I mean, you just enjoyed, you, you lost a little of yourself because you got, it was just that funny. You ever got, you ever got tickled? Some of y'all don't get tickled. With the world is so at edge, we can't laugh, but medicine, laughter is medicine to the soul. And there ought to be times when we can just laugh at each other and have fun and not be so tight. Just tight. You just wound up. You can't smile. Your face looks like it's been baptized in lemon juice. And you just, what you need is a good chuckle. Shame on you, daddy and husbands. If your family is in bondage to fear and in bondage to oppression and depression because of your wrath, dad. Husband, your fury, your rage, your verbal abuse, your physical aggression. And likewise to you, mama, some of you will talk your husband down and belittle your husband even in front of your children. You make him feel like two cents and wonder why your home is the way it is. God ultimately holds you parents responsible for creating an environment that is conducive for relaxation in a world filled with tension, God holds us responsible for a, a ministry of edification in a world filled with tearing one another down. God holds us responsible men and mothers for encouragement in a world filled with criticism, for love in a world filled with hate. Respectfulness, respectful dialogue in a world filled with rude chatter and even laughter in a world filled with doom and gloom. God holds men, husbands responsible for the the thermostat in the home spiritually. Your kids ought not be afraid of you because you go off at a moment's notice. You hollering and you screaming and you acting ugly. The kids have more peace when you're away. When you walk in the house, everybody tense up. And one little mistake, your wrath comes down. And that's a horrible thing, daddy, when your children can't be comfortable and at home around you. Your, your children ought to be able to come with you with anything. You don't shut them down. Don't close them down. Don't just be able to have open dialogue. Be able to discuss with them. Be able to interact with them. Be able to talk to them. That is very important because the world is waiting to put in them what you should have done the right way. They'll put it in the wrong way. And finally, but not the least, if we're going to deal with our anger effectively, we have to focus on forgiveness. Say forgiveness. Ephesians 4.32 says, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. I love that. Just as God in Christ forgave you. You see, forgiveness is difficult, especially in unjust situations. But when we accept forgiveness and learn to forgive others, we are freed from the hurts and frustrations of the past. Forgiveness is a choice. It is an act of our will with the Holy Spirit's help. 
And with the help of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit will help us to forgive and to let go bitterness. It is the most crucial step to dealing with anger. Remember, the cross is the greatest expression of forgiveness. Did you hear? The cross is the greatest expression of forgiveness. You say, but you, preacher, you don't know what they did to me. I was molested. My, my, uh, I was hurt. I was abused. I was emotionally and all this stuff beat down and everything else. And you know what? I'm not saying that what happened to you was not bad. And I'm not saying you didn't feel pain. And I'm not here to say that that was not that was as real as it could get. But you know what? There's healing at the cross. You know, you hear what I said? There, there's healing at the cross. The cross of the Lord Jesus Christ is therapeutic. Some of you, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Some of you children, you siblings out there, you haven't spoken to brothers and sisters in a long time because you didn't get something that you should have gotten when mama or daddy died. Or maybe somebody else was the favorite child and you still holding that. Now you 55 and 60. You should have let that go a long time ago. But you can't even make a phone call or write a note of encouragement. You've allowed outlaws, in-laws to become outlaws. And God is saying, when are you going to let go? And how long, my friend, are you going to self-destruct? You're no good to your family. You're no good to yourself. And you're no good to your heavenly father. When you allow yourself to remain in that kind of state, you say, but Pastor Trapel, Pastor Trapel, I can't forgive. Because I'm in too much pain. I hurt too much to forgive. Let me tell you something. Jesus, when he was on that cross, he had nails in his hands, a pierced side. He had a a thorny crown around his head. I mean, he was agonizing on that cross, excruciating pain, and there's no pain equal to the pains of crucifixion and and, and the depths of crucifixion and the slow, agonizing, excruciating pain that's all involved in that process. And yet in that kind of pain and hurt, Jesus didn't say with his first words from the cross, Father, bring a legion of angels down and destroy them. He didn't say that. He said, Father, forgive them. In the midst of that pain, in the midst of the scars, in the midst of the hurt, in the midst of the anguish, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. He stopped dying on that cross. To take in another sinner and say, this day, in the midst of pain, he said, this day, in the midst of hurt, he said, this day, you shall be with me in paradise. Kept on dying 
until he said, To tell us it is finished. So don't tell me about the pain. Jesus forgave in the midst of the pain. And the same God that forgave you, God expect you to forgive others. And if you can't forgive others, don't expect God to forgive you. And all God's children said, praise God. Oh God. Lord, I love you. And I broke away from Jude in the spirit to just deal with this critical issue. Because when we see the anger over health care reforms in high places, in homes, our children are on the edge. The workplace is being torn asunder. And production can't go forth because anger is there. Many churches are about to be split asunder and there's so much tension that it can be cut with a knife. That place ought to be a sanctuary of love and peace, a place of refuge. And yet God's house is so often filled with with strife. Bitterness and resentment. Oh, God, heal today. I gave it my best. And now, Father, I give this message back to you who gave it in the first place. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, and the glory, and the glory. As we choose to live holy each day of our lives, Satan will seek to destroy us and our testimony. That's his goal. We have a goal, too, to lean on the everlasting arms of Jesus and finish well. As we live for our Lord and Savior, though we are weak, we become strong. Why? Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.